This is Archbishop Blaise Supich, Archbishop of Chicago. Today, I invite you to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a non-for-profit apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization that utilizes media, both old and new, to share the faith on every continent and facilitate an encounter with Christ in His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire Catholic Ministries engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. This is an invitation to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. When our hearts are open, the Lord changes and transforms us so that we in turn begin to share the warmth and light of Jesus Christ, who is the Word on Fire. The global benefactors of Word on Fire Catholic Ministries, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, our readings for today all have to do with different aspects of being a prophet. Well, you think, um, that has nothing to do with me, thank God. Well, of course it does, because every baptized person is called to be priest, king, and prophet. All of us, not just the ordained, not just those who work for the church. Every baptized person is called to be a prophet. It simply means a proclaimer of God's truth. Someone that speaks the truth of God to the world. So we all have to listen. Not just the professional religious types, all the baptized have to listen. The first reading is taken from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. I love that book. They say in ancient times, Israelites were told, you shouldn't read the book of the prophet Ezekiel till you're 50. It was that rich and complex and spiritually powerful. Well, this recounts, this passage for today, recounts Ezekiel's call to prophetic ministry. He says, quote, the Spirit entered into him. That's a very important clue. Prophecy is never a matter of one's own ruminations or philosophical conclusions or private opinions. Authentic prophecy, when you're speaking the Word of God, always comes from the Spirit of God. Aristotle and Plato shared with us their own philosophical musings. Newton and Einstein offered the fruit of their scientific experimentations. Well, fine, so far so good, but prophets do something else. Prophets are seized by a power beyond them. They're seized by the Spirit of God. You might say they're gripped by an authority outside of themselves, a power that they don't control. And therefore, like all the other prophets, Ezekiel feels sent. Son of man, I am sending you. The prophetic role is always a mission. Hans-Urs von Balthasar, the great Catholic theologian, talks about how even a beautiful work of art sends you on a mission. When you see something that's really beautiful, let's say it's a, a beautiful movie you've seen, how it grips you and it 
compels you to go and tell others about it, or you meet some very uh, compelling person, and you're seized by this desire now to speak about him or her to others. Well, it's like that with prophecy. Something about God has so gripped you that now you feel compelled to tell the world about it. Son of man, I'm sending you. Well, that's what all of us prophets feel in our hearts, sent by the Lord. Now, to whom is Ezekiel sent? To his fellow Israelites, a people characterized here as rebels. Now, I find this fascinating. Some figures in the history of Israel are sent to foreign peoples. Think of Moses in the presence of Pharaoh, or Jonah sent to the Ninevites, or Daniel among the Chaldeans. These are prophets, if you want, sent to people outside of Israel. But Ezekiel, like Isaiah and Jeremiah, is sent to his own people, to the chosen people of Israel who had gone into rebellion against God. Now, it doesn't take too much imagination, I think, to see that this kind of prophetic ministry is the hardest. Preaching to your own people, to those who know you, who know your own foibles and weaknesses, who knew you when you were nothing, those are the people it's hardest to preach to. You know, sometimes you preach to outsiders, and they just know you as a religious person, or they know you as a religious speaker. That can be much easier than going to your, to your own friends and family. And to make things even more difficult now for Ezekiel, he's called upon to speak a challenging word to a rebellious house. Ah, this rebellious house of Israel that's gone against the command of the Lord. Whoever wants to hear that he's not living up to his calling, whoever wants to be told he's a rebel against God, you know, even people whose lives are kind of dissolute, who really have gone off the rail and they know it, nevertheless, they don't like to be told, do they? You know, And we all experience that. Maybe we know in some way we, we've lost our way, and then someone comes and names that sin. They name our pain. Well, we don't like it. Well, this is Ezekiel's task now. He's been called upon to prophesy to the rebellious people Israel. So, again, you say, well, okay, it's too bad for old Ezekiel. No, 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 but this story is about us. This story is about us. We're all prophets. And have we perhaps been called, like Ezekiel, to be a prophet precisely to the rebellious house of Israel? Here's what I mean, of course. The church of Jesus Christ is the new Israel. Paul says that we've been grafted on to the old vine of Israel. And let's face it, friends, in many ways, this new Israel of the church has gone into rebellion. I know, I know. We don't want to hear it, <laughs> you know. But Vatican II said the Mass is the source and summit of the Christian life. How many Catholics go to Mass? In our country, and, and we're pretty good, in our country, 30% of Catholics go to Mass on Sunday. 
how many Catholics have drifted to other forms of Christianity? I've been told that uh, Willow Creek, the great uh, megachurch, has over 50% of its people ex-Catholics. How many Catholics have lost their faith altogether? More to it, how many Catholics are indifferent to certain central moral teachings of the church? Most polls indicate Catholics more or less align themselves in our country with the national consensus on abortion, birth control, preemptive war, etc., etc. Now, I'm not going to dwell today on these particular issues. I'd only point out this, that to the degree that we Catholics blend into the general landscape, to that degree we have lost our edge, we have lost our distinctiveness, and, I'll say it bluntly, we have gone into rebellion. We are like that ancient house of Israel to which Ezekiel was called to prophesy. Well, friends, God still calls prophets to raise their prophetic voice to their own people. Now, go back to what he says to Ezekiel. He specifies, This people, Israel, is a stiff-necked race, hard of face and obstinate of heart. In other words, this will not be easy. However, he tells them, quote, Whether they heed or resist, they shall know that a prophet has been among them. Okay, Ezekiel, here's the call. Prophesy to your people Israel. They're in rebellion. They're a stiff-necked people. They're obstinate. They're not going to listen to you readily. But go. And let them know, whether they listen or not, that a prophet has been among them. This is the old Mother Teresa principle. She said over and over again, God calls us not to be successful, but to be faithful. Leave the long-term success to God, but do what you've been called to do. That's a really good principle. See, we get discouraged so easily. Okay, I feel called to do something by God. I do it, and it meets with no success, or no great success, or not what I had hoped. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. You leave the long-term success to God. You have no idea what kind of seeds you planted. You have no idea what kind of long-term impact that will have. Leave that to God. You be faithful. So what will this look like, this faithful prophesying to the rebellious house of Israel? Well, perhaps calling someone that you know back to Mass. Everybody listen to me. I know this. Everybody. Um, know somebody who's not going to Mass and should be. Have you called them back? Have you challenged them? Maybe it would be challenging a member of the church who's wandered intellectually or morally onto a bad path. Some people, you know, wander into, into bad behavior. We know about that. But you can also wander away from the church intellectually. You could be entertaining ideas you shouldn't be entertaining, following gurus and teachers you shouldn't be following? Have you challenged people that you know who are on that path? Perhaps it means 
taking the time to argue with someone who's fallen into unbelief or hostility to the church. We all know people like that. Maybe they were Catholics at one time, and now they're hostile to the church. Will this make you popular? (laughs) Almost certainly not. But so it goes with the vocation of the prophet. And so it went with Jesus himself, as we hear in the gospel for today. After performing mighty deeds, after having spoken to thousands in Galilee and Judea, Jesus returns to his native place, to his own people. There, he spoke in the synagogue, as it was the right of any bar mitzvah person to do. And they responded, not with pride in this local boy made good, not with enthusiasm, but the gospel says with astonishment. Not good astonishment, astonishment of the quite negative variety. What do they say? Where did he get all this? Don't we know his his parents? Don't we know his brothers and sisters? This is the old, I call it Irish ontological question, who does he think he is? That's what he's met with. Friends, fellow prophets, don't be surprised at all if you face the same kind of opposition when you function in the prophetic role. Remember, you are called upon to be faithful, not necessarily successful. But the bottom line is, as you preach and proclaim and prophesy to the people Israel, that means to the church, people should know, whether they change or not, that by God, a prophet has been among them. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Word on Fire. My prayer is that each of us may be on fire with love for God and neighbor. Until next week, I pray that God will bless you and those you love.